Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm doing the thing. <laughs> oh, like, you're pretending pot- to be surprised. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm helping you. I'm helping you tell the story. I'm by sorry. Gosh. We can start whenever you're ready. I'm ready. Do you want to start? I'll start because you're going to talk mostly. Okay. Ninety-four. Yeah. <clears throat> Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 94 of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Adam, and I'm joined, as always, with Jill. Jill, how are you doing today? I'm so excited. You are. You're even matching. I saw. I didn't notice your dress until you put it on Instagram, but... You're matching what we're going to be talking about. I am indeed matching what we're going to talk about. We are talking about, um, this is page to screen Oscars edition. Yeah, not just books becoming movies, although we'll eventually get to that too, but the books that are becoming very, very fancy good movies. Yeah, or have in the past already because yeah. I had a lot of And because of that, ones. you have popcorn on your dress. I, I have buckets of um, movie theater popcorn That's on my dress. so awesome. Thank you, Cow Cow. We take sponsorship in the form of free dresses. I was going to say, you should just start telling all of... Because you always have the most fun clothing. I feel like you should be giving them shout-outs just to try and <laughs> weasel free stuff out of it. That's, that's, that's a good job by you. I'm wearing a, a hoodie and a that's t-shirt. Fine. You're much it works. You're much better. So, um, Yeah, so we are talking <coughs> books Sorry. that uh, were adapted into films mm-hmm. that were nominated for Best Picture. Yes. Both this year and previous years. Um, we should what? point out when we're like when this comes out, it is the weekend of the Oscars. Correct, which is why we're doing this. Yes, the Oscars will be on Sunday, and um, five of the nine nominees for Best Picture this year are based on books. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and there's lot there have been lots of them over the years, all the way back to 1929. So, yeah, there's lots of lots to talk about. Jill knows that there's that many because and and peek behind the curtain another reason why we're doing this podcast is joe made a wonderful list in marketplace for our our librarians who are listening of all of the books that have been a part of the oscars and because it took you so much time to make that and then it took me so much time to put that on overdrive.com we're like we should use this so that we could justify all the time it took us plus i think it's like it's a fun conversation oh, to have definitely as book lovers and movie lovers oh 100 um, percent because there might be ones people don't know were based on books, and so... Uh, there's, uh, there's a bunch on this list that I did not know were based, were based on, on books. books so. Yeah. Sometimes it's not super obvious, but... Mm-hmm. Do you have yeah. the ones pulled up from this year, not to put you on the spot? <laughs> I was assuming as much, but we're I'm we're always so bad at being like... You know, lots of podcasts have like a rundown <laughs> that they no one can see because it's a podcast. Yeah. And like, Here are the things we're going to talk about. We so rarely do that. We do not do that. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so the nominees for this year that are based on books... There is Hidden Figures, based on the book Hidden Figures by Margot Lee Shetterly. Mm-hmm. Arrival, 
based on the 1998 short story, Story of Your Life, by Ted Chang. Uh, Fences, based on the 1983 play Fences by August Wilson. Lion, based on A Long Way Home by Saru Brearley with Larry Buttros. And Moonlight, which is based on In Moonlight, Black Boys Look Blue by Terrell Alvin McCraney. I think I only knew Hidden Figures was a book. Right, because that's the one that's getting a lot of the buzz. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if you're in Marketplace or on Overdrive, it has the fancy new book cover that, like, matches the poster. (laughs) The movie Mm tie-in edition. Um, Yeah, that's getting, you know, a lot of buzz. It's also February, which is Black History Month. So, um, yes, that is getting probably the one that most people are aware is based on the book but yeah there's some good stuff yeah there is a lot of good stuff and we should point out um if you follow us on on twitter and you know whether the professional book nerds or overdrive we'll be tweeting a list of this uh paid this whole big list on overdrive.com you can also find it on overdrive.com slash explore um that way you can, you know, you don't have to try to, because we're not going to talk about all of them, because again, there are so, so many on there, but all these books that we talk about are in that list combined, so, yeah. Uh, not sure how we should tackle this, because there's just so well. many, but I know that you have some thoughts. <laughs> Let's see, yeah. we can talk, I can give you um, my personal favorites of Best Picture nominees from the top down, we can go chronologically by movie, we can go chronologically by book. Okay. Give me a way to start. Man. All right. <laughs> Let's, let's. We can go random. Let's start with your favorites. Okay. Um, favorite book? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, well, I think the favorite book we'll and go. movie might be the same if I've. The, yes, it is. Timeless. Yeah. Uh, which we'll get to in a second. People probably know what it is already. Um, I will say all of the movies that my wife and I have been watching lately are not great. Like movies that would not be Oscar award winners, like Zoolander yeah. 2 and the latest Alice in Wonderland movie. Yeah. And, like movies that it's just, it's a Friday night. Like we don't want to think. So we're going to put on Zoolander 2. Yeah. So I've been watching the opposite of Best Picture nominees. Maybe Razzie, Best Picture nominees. <laughs> um, let's start with your favorite. Your favorites. What do you think my favorite is? Gone with the Wind. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, it, okay. I was going to say, it's both the, the book and the, it is. and the movie. Yes, uh, Gone with the Wind, the book by Margaret Mitchell came out in 1936. The film came out in 1939. Um, it won the best picture of the year, mm-hmm. that year at the Oscars. Yeah, I, <laughs> oh, Gone with the Wind. I first read Gone with the Wind when I was in middle school. Yep. Of course she did. And um, I, my best friend uh, Jennifer and I are just like obsessed with it. And to this day, still have debates and conversations. The funny thing is, like, I own multiple editions of the book. Um, Wait, how many? I think I remember us talking it's like about like seven or eight. Yep. That's, yeah. I thought the number was eight. Uh, my favorite, though, this is a shout out to my dad. My favorite, my dad would, um, he goes, he travels all over Ohio for work. And at one time, he used to drive out to Wapakoneta. And there was this... Um, antique store that he would pass all the time and he would stop in and they had this really cool basically a movie edition of Gone with the Wind that had like come out shortly after the film which at the time was not really a thing like movie editions of books but this has within the text still photographs from the film oh that's awesome in the book yeah and he whatever price they had he was just like no I'm not paying that and like every time though he would travel he would try and 
kind of negotiate with them. It took years, mm-hmm. but finally they came down on price <laughs> on this particular <laughs> copy of Gone with the Wind. It's my favorite. I love it. Um, it's kind of falling apart because it's it's old and it's not loved. well. It's well, no, well, like I don't really read it because the spine is cracked and mm-hmm. it's not well taken care of before I got it. But yeah, he would like <laughs> every time he would tell me, I was like, I finally got it. I came down on price. Yeah. The funny thing about Gone with the Wind, though, um, when I read it in middle school, there's a lot I didn't pick up on. Oh, yeah. And then I reread it. And it's one of those books I've read so much that every once in a while, I just kind of pick parts of it to read. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But then I actually reread it maybe five years ago. And there's like this whole KKK subplot that I never picked up on (laughs) because it's very subtle in the film, Mm -hmm. obviously. Um but in the book, even, I feel like, unless you actually know what they're talking about, but yeah, this whole entire subplot of the mm-hmm. KKK and, like, her second husband, like, being part of it, I'm like, how did I not notice this? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like 11-year-old Jill, just had, oh, like, man. no idea. Well, I mean, you were 11-year-old Jill, so Okay, maybe, well, maybe I was, like, closer to 13, but yeah, like, I just, well, I, I remember, yeah, a couple years ago, I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> Oh, my God, that makes me laugh so hard. That's hysterical. Yeah, um, yeah that was the one that I was going to guess. Um, my favorite on this list is uh, actually, I did not realize, not when we were making this list because I knew, but originally when it came out, I had no idea. But um, There Will Be Blood mm-hmm. is one of my favorite movies ever. Yep. Um, I love Daniel Day-Lewis. I think he is probably the best actor in the entire world. I will agree with you on that one. At least from a male standpoint. Um Meryl Streep probably, probably better <laughs> overall. I would, yeah, I would probably. Say. But as a, when it comes to male actors, he's my absolute favorite. But uh, there will be blood comes from the book Oil exclamation point Indeed. by Upton Sinclair, and yeah. I did not know that. And when I found out a few years ago, I did end up reading the book, and it's really good. Um, I've seen people consider it his most approachable novel, which is interesting because everyone who's heard of Upton Sinclair has probably read The Jungle, which is his book about, like, the meatpacking industry. So, Oil is, you know, what There Will Be Blood is based on. It's basically um, him talking about the early days of California, of industry, and, and, like, it's a very, very entertaining book. It's all, it's really a lot of what you see in There Will Be Blood, but just kind of a deeper dive into it. So, it's entertaining. If you liked The Jungle by Upton Sinclair, you'll, you'll like Oil, but, um, there will be blood. There's a lot of movies that, if I happen to see that they're on, I also own it. But there's a lot of movies that, if I happen to see they're on, I'll just sit and watch the rest of it. Um, another one on this list that I do that is The Martian. Oh. Anytime it's on HBO, it's a good one. I'll just, no matter what part it's on, I'm like, yeah. well, this is what I'm doing until it's over. Um, but it's my wife gets annoyed because There Will Be Blood isn't like action or comedy. You know, you don't. Most people don't find a dramatic uh... movie. That's the movie that they watch. Over and over and over again, but that one is when I saw There Will Be Blood in I think in college, I watched it and then stopped it and put it back to the beginning and watched it again. Like I, that's I've never done that. For I haven't watched that in a long time. I feel like I I need to because it was so good and he's so good. He's like so good in everything. Uh huh. <laughs> and of course, my son H W. Uh, he's very selective in his films. And he, it's incredibly. With reason. That and Gangs of New York are two uh. of my favorite favorite movies ever, and. He's in both of them. He was in Lincoln, mm-hmm. which is also based on a book. Yeah, that's based on, I was just going to say, that's in here as well. Yep. Um, one that, what was the, 
Is it nine? The one that was a Broadway show and then turned into a movie. And I was so excited and then it was not so great. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, the one, the, he played Lincoln and we should point out the book is called Team of Rivals by Doris Kearns Goodwin. I want to apologize in advance. If I horribly mispronounced something today, I actually do have an excuse. I forgot my glasses. He did. He did. I can't see anything on my screen right now. <laughs> it's horrible. I didn't realize how blind I was until today. I was up very late last night reading and and tweeting as the professional book nerds, um, as Jill did the, the week prior. Yeah. And I just left my glasses out on the It happens. Yeah. So if I mispronounce anything. But Lincoln comes from Team of Rivals. So yep. I've already participated more than I thought I was going to. I'm proud Good of myself. Good job, Adam. All right. What are some of your other favorites? Okay. My next favorite um, again, might be somewhat obvious if you've listened enough and know about some of my previous jobs, but it would be uh, Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. It did not win Best Picture. Funny story about Shawshank Redemption. I <laughs> I had this uh, high school, my high school American history teacher hated the film Forrest Gump. Hated Forrest Gump. Really? Yeah. Surprisingly, because he's an American history teacher... Probably not for any reasons that people would think. He hated Forrest Gump because he was convinced that if Forrest Gump had come out any other year, then the Shawshank Redemption would have been Best Picture. That's and fair. he loved the Shawshank Redemption. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's totally right. <laughs> like, like, if they had come out in two different years, Shawshank Redemption probably would have won Best Picture, but it didn't because Forrest Gump. So there's another podcast. Also based I, on a book, by the way. Yes, Forrest yes, Gump. it is. Oh, yeah, and that's on the list, too. Um, that Actually, that reminds me. There's another podcast I listen to, and he, the the host, likes to go back and look at old, <coughs> um, old Oscar Best Picture nominees and look back in time and be like, would that have won? Mm-hmm. That's, should that have won? And I feel like for as good as Forrest Gump is, and I love it, Shawshank is another one of those movies if it's on TNT or TBS. Oh. I that's what I'm doing the rest yep. of the afternoon. So yep. I, I agree. Very, I very I love Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. Not just because it's Stephen King, but it's just <laughs> But also. But also because it's Stephen yeah. King. Uh it's so good. Um Shawshank Redemption is one of four novellas in different seasons, um, which is a compilation by Stephen King. Three of the four novellas have been turned into films. Um, Shawshank Redemption, um, which is based on the novella Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption, um, The Body, which became Stand By Me, and Apt People, uh, which came out like 10 years ago. Uh, I think even longer than that. 20 years ago. Oh my God, I'm so old. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. Did not mean for you to do that. <laughs> Stand by Me came out 30 years ago, which also makes me feel yeah. old. Uh, oh my god, that's crazy! <laughs> right? Yeah, but that's a good one. That was actually a, a nominee for best adapted screenplay, not best picture, but wow. best adapted. Like that would be another whole episode we could do is like best adapted. Sc- Maybe that's what we'll do next year. I love it. Best adapted screenplays because yeah. those are all going to be based on stuff. That's. Yeah. Well, I'm so proud of us for thinking about things in advance. Note to so self: pr- come back one year from now, and we'll be. <laughs> We'll talk about best adapted screenplay and nominees. Yeah, we'll still be here. I hope you guys are as well. Um, I have another one, actually. Speaking of um, actors that I absolutely love, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman oh, played Capote. He did. Um, so Truman Capote is well known for Breakfast at Tiffany's and In Cold Blood. 
um, and other voices. Other voices, other rooms. I think is the name of the. the or is that two separate? Now I'm drawing a blank. Anyway, in Cold Blood and Breakfast at Tiffany's, and a while back now, there was a movie Capote that Philip Seymour Hoffman played Capote, and he was he was unbelievable in it. Um, and the biography Capote by Gerald Clark is also on this list. Mm-hmm. So that's if you're a fan of Breakfast at Tiffany's or in Cold Blood and just want to know more about this man who was a genius but had a you know large amount of skeletons in his closet and monsters that he dealt with in his mind yeah it's, it's a really good biography i highly recommend it um i'm gonna let you keep going i'm just gonna try and jump in every now and then that's uh, fine find a book trying to think what i'm like yeah beyond those two okay okay so this one i'm gonna make a very controversial statement right now go which on. i apologize for in advance i don't think the movie is i don't think the book is always better than the movie in every case. I'm ready to hear what your example is. The Godfather? Okay, that's fair. <laughs> those, those Godfather 1 and 2 are like perfect movies. Yes. So that's... And I've read the, the book, The Godfather. Mm-hmm. The movie is just so good. And I think when you're talking... Like, this is literally the best of the best of films mm-hmm. when it comes to, you know, the Academy Awards right. and Best Picture nominees. <laughs> and this one, The Godfather won. Um, and so I feel confident saying <laughs> the movie might be better. I, I'm okay with that. And actually, I have another example um, of it that <laughs> you just talked about how old you felt. I love old movies because I also have an old soul and sure. an old person. Double Indemnity. Did you ever see it? It's, I did not ever see that one. So I grew up going to my grandmother's house, and she always had black and white films on. And not like, I don't mean like, oh, she was poor and had a black and white TV. No, she had a regular TV. Right. She just always had it on like Turner Classic Movies sure. or AMC. And this was one that always came up. So because of that, I took a film class in college, and it was like the history of film. So we would we watched like Birth of a Nation and Blue Valentine and a whole bunch of like really famous, well-known artistically shot movies and double indemnity was one of them and at that point the um professor was like i don't know if you guys knew this but it was a book and we're gonna read the book too and we watched the movie and it blew my mind and then i read the book and i was like yeah well it's good but it's not as good so um if there's any people my parents age listening and perhaps they just gained new respect for us for (laughs) me saying double indemnity that's true so yeah you know but that was yeah that was one that i'm a I'm obsessed with, and I and I would agree with you. From the whole movie, might be better than the book situation. The movie might be better than the book. So. Yeah. Um, let's see what else do I have on my list. Um, I can name some that I didn't know while you were thinking. Okay. Uh, I had no idea Deliverance was a mm-hmm. book. Did not know that. Um, I didn't realize the Curious Case of Benjamin Button was a book. F. Scott Fitzgerald. Yeah, I like when I saw that it was by F. Scott Fitzgerald. I was like, "Good job, Adam. Way to go." <laughs> Um, I did not know A Room with a View was a book. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know Winter's Bone was a book. Mm-hmm. Um, those, let's see, what else? I didn't know One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest was, I don't think I knew that it was a book. And then I realized like, oh wait, of course it's a book. And I think I have actually read it. So good job by me. Um, have you found some that you're ready to talk about? Yes. Okay. I was just killing time until you had. Uh, Silence of the Lambs. Oh Yeah. That like yeah, uh, that book is so good. Thomas Harris and Hannibal Lecter. 
Well, in Silence like, of the Lambs is the second book. It is the second book. Because then they went good back and job. Made, <laughs> well, then they went back and made the first one. Red and it was Dragon? not so good. Yeah. Not so good. <laughs> not so good. No, Silence of the Lambs. Um, okay, so fun fact. Yep. Uh, Silence of the Lambs and um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and It Happened One Night with Clark Gable. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> I think this is still true. I don't think any have done it. Um, so at the Academy Awards, there are um, five main awards best picture best director best actor best actress and best screenplay which can be either adapted or original mm-hmm. um songs of the lambs it happened one night and one flew over the cuckoo's nest are i think the only three that have won all five awards in the same really <laughs> yes really i could be i something might have i still don't think I have to look this up right now. This is one thing I did not look up before. Well, I, I was gonna just—I was just going to give you credit for being like a walking IMDb, and now you're looking it up. Ah, jeez. No, those three I know, but I no, I think. Yep, I think it's still just those three are the only, at least as of. That's super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are the only three that have won all five um, uh, major Oscars. Yeah, but yeah. Like there's things, there's other films that have come close. I've mm-hmm. won like maybe four of the five, but have not won all five. Yeah. Speaking of movies that have been at least nominated for a ton of Academy Awards, uh, The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. It was actually nominated for ten Academy Award, uh, ten Academy Award nominations, which is ridiculous. <laughs> that's so many award. That's so many nominations. Um, that's another one where. Well, people might assume that the movie would be better than the book because the movie is so good and still super creepy to this day. Yes. Um, I would, if you've never read The Exorcist, I would highly recommend it. Maybe not in the middle of the night if you have insomnia <laughs> like Jill and I, because that's a horrible time to do it. But it's so good. It's, uh, yeah, I haven't read the book. The movie freaked me out way too much. Well, the the book will freak you out more. Um, okay, maybe I'll pass. Yeah, it's William Peter Blatty. It's right up your alley. Are you kidding me? You love... I do, but I have a limitation. I don't want to get, like, totally freaked. Maybe uh, I'll wait till October. Yeah, it would, it's it a good... It's like an October book. It is. Oh, it's 100% an October book, but it's still... You know, we've got... We're sitting here in February, and we have, you know, long, dark, cold nights. We it's do. It's a good time to do it, too, but... Um, yeah, I... Oh, that's a you'll read it once book. Kind of like the movie. I don't know. Sure. I don't know how often um, I watch The Exorcist. No, I think I only watched it the one time, and I was just like, and I saw it when they re-released it in theaters, like back in the '90s or whatever. That was my first time ever seeing it. So oh. after that, I was good. Huh. <laughs> I was like, nope, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Um, do you have other ones? <laughs> yes. I know. Um, so that was moving us along. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. Based on the short story, Annie Prue. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. That film is so good. It's really good. I watched it for the first time in a couple of years, maybe a year or two ago. And mm-hmm. it just... It's so heartbreaking. It I think up. I watched it after Heath Ledger died. Yeah. I think that was... That's... Yeah. That was... That's something... so good. Yeah. Um, I've read the short story. Also good. Uh, not a book, but speaking of Heath Ledger, have you ever seen The imagination, the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus? I have not. Or Dr. Parnassus I meant... I'm, please hold. <laughs> I'll be looking that up. 
yeah, yeah, the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, I want to make sure. Okay. So it was the last movie that Heath Ledger was shooting before he tragically passed away. And um, they needed to shoot some ending scenes. So uh, Johnny Depp and a few other characters basically filled in his character for the end of the movie. And what they did was they came up with this creative way to make it be like his character was being represented by different people for a specific reason and oh it's so good it's what it's absolutely absolutely fantastic um it's a terry gilliam movie, oh yeah so it's okay. very kind of whimsical and yeah my, my that's another one my wife and i have watched that probably 25 times it's really really good i'll not, have to look for it not a uh again that's okay not a book but it's okay i thought of it it's a good one yes um one of my absolute favorite movies is Dangerous Liaisons. Yeah. Which uh, is based on a French play from the 18th century, which I also have read. <laughs> <laughs> and have used some of the monologues for play um, auditions. Amazing. Uh, it's so good. And then, uh, so like the film has John Malkovich, Glenn Close, um, uh Michelle Pfeiffer, a very young Uma Thurman, um, and was then <laughs> readapted into. Go on. Cruel Intentions. <laughs> Ridiculous. Ugh. <laughs> Which I also sadly love. <laughs> oh. Cruel Intention is just so silly and just. Uh... Oh, and um, Swoozie Kurtz is in. Cruel, she's in Cruel Intentions. I'm pretty sure she was also in Dangerous Liaisons. Like she plays a therapist at the very beginning. Of Cruel Intentions. I'm I'm fairly certain she was also in um, Dangerous Liaisons. Fun fact for y'all. <laughs> We're just full of fun facts I was today. Say, I don't know if anyone's enjoying this as much as we are, but that's fine. Um, did you ever see the movie Hugo? I feel like we've talked about the movie Hugo. I have not. Okay, we did. I think we did talk about this. It's from the book The Invention of Hugo Cabret, and it's a young child it's very steampunky it's young this young child finds basically a robot and um it's i just watch it watch you go and read the i'm i think i don't want to talk about it too long because i think there's been a previous episode where i talked about it for like 25 minutes and i don't want to get into it again but basically uh this 12 year old whose name is hugo he lives in the walls of a busy paris train station um and basically his survival depends on like knowing secrets and and being anonymous and uh his world kind of gets interwoven with this eccentric girl and this owner of a small toy shop and it's just really fun lots of steampunky stuff but um yeah i'm a big fan of hugo uh i'm rebecca by daphne du maurier Mm -hmm. well done thanks um this is my mom's favorite book hands down and so i read it when i was in fifth grade, I got it from a scholastic book fair at my school. Nice. Um, <laughs> uh, it's so good. Uh, was, the film was directed by Alfred Hitchcock, and this is the only Hitchcock film to ever win Best Picture. He's had, I think, four or five of his films were nominated. That's insane to me. But Rebecca's the only one that won Best Picture. I can't... I have thoughts on this. I can't believe... Well, I think, you know, I, I think it probably goes a lot to... We've talked about this sort of thing in um, other genre podcast episodes uh-huh. that sometimes genre specific films get a bad rap 
because just, they're not literary enough. And I feel like Alfred Hitchcock maybe suffered from that in a genre film not being artistic enough. I mean, they are artistic, obviously, if you've watched his films. But yeah, I think he's only had, I think it was four, maybe, were nominated for Best Picture. I just, like, I would put Rebecca, because we talked about old films, and I'm a nerd. Um, I think that's like, at best, his fifth best movie in my mind. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, I would put The Birds, Vertigo, Rear Window, Psycho, one, two, three, Vertigo, North by Northwest, Strangers on a Train. I would put all these before I put Rebecca. Well, Very but it's also thing. probably the most literary, literally, well, of his. Yeah. Although, Psycho's based on a so, yeah. book. Um. This is very upsetting to me. Sorry. Yeah, of he's had five. Rebecca, he had five. Rebecca, Lifeboat, Spellbound, Rear Window, and Psycho were the ones nominated. Rebecca won. Vertigo didn't get... Oh, my gosh. I'm so upset by this. Sorry. Family I plot? was like, um... Oh. The Man Who Knew Too Much? Yeah. Oh, that was such a good one. They're all so good. This is very I remember watching that for the first time with my dad. <laughs> yeah, like, we're gonna watch this one. I, uh, uh, actually, so my father-in-law is a huge um, movie buff, and he actually he um, he buys and sells comic book art, like fancy comic book art. That's what he does for a living because he's awesome. Nice, and so he has all these really great. And he's a huge. He used to own movie shops back when that was a thing. Uh, um, and so he bought us. He bought my wife and I for one of our birthdays a huge Blu-ray set of all the Alfred Hitchcock movies. Just to let you know how equally nerdy of a level I'm on with you. So if anyone's ever like, I wonder if they're nerdy enough to be professional book nerds. Yeah, we are. <laughs> um, I don't know if a lot of people That's know. more professional film nerds. Well, just nerd. <laughs> okay. If just, if, if, Fair. If the, if the, I'll if go this, with it. If nerds was an already a podcast, maybe we just should have looked at that as the title of our... Nerds. professional nerds um i don't know if a lot of people know that jaws is a book and it's a yes. really good book you should check it out that's also on the list again i'm scrolling through in real time looking at books and just is. saying them as i see them i did homework but that's okay i know it's a, it's a i'm sorry no you're fine since you did homework you can you should keep talking <laughs> i should talk less you don't have to talk less that's okay <laughs> that's not necessary um yeah hold on Mm-hmm. The list. Mm-hmm. Let's stop. Um, the hours. Yeah. Oh, Michael Cunningham. That book is so good. I've never read it. Oh, it's very quick. Um, have you read? Uh, oh my gosh, my brain is not working. Mrs. Dalloway, <laughs> Virginia Woolf. I have not actually. No. Okay, so it is sort of a modern retelling, uh-huh. basically, of Mrs. Dalloway. Slightly. Yeah. Um, and like one of the characters is reading Mrs. Dalloway. It's very meta. But uh, <laughs> it's so good. And um, Ed Harris is just divine in it. Mm-hmm. I don't have any other words for it in the, the film adaptation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was nominated for Best Picture. The book came out in 1998. Actually, all of Michael Cunningham's books are just, he's just very, he's a very good writer. Mm-hmm. Um, on the list, you have a couple. By Tennessee Williams, mm-hmm. Streetcar Named Desire, mm-hmm. Glass Menagerie, Cat in the Hot Tin Roof. I'm going to specifically point out the uh, book version of A Streetcar Named Desire that we have because not only is the book itself by Tennessee Williams fantastic, um, but the introduction to that is written by Arthur Miller. 
Oh. And Arthur Miller did Death of a Salesman and The Crucible and All My Sons and After the Fall. Um, I absolutely love Arthur Miller plays. So that particular version that we had available caught my eye when I put it on this list. And I definitely borrowed it as soon as I saw it. I pulled a Jill. That's okay. So, That's good. It's the way yeah. to do it. Yeah, you should read anything by Tennessee Williams. Yes, I would agree with that statement. And watch all those movies. They're all really good. They are all really good. Isn't Streetcar Named Desire, or is it Cat in the Hudson Roof that has James Dean? One of, doesn't one of them have James Dean in it? Possibly. I know Streetcar Named Desire has um, Vivian Lee, Scarlett O'Hara. Uh, I think Marlon Brando is on that one, too. Yeah, I think I'm actually thinking of young Marlon Brando. You might be thinking of Marlon Brando. Yeah, I am, because okay. he wasn't. That's okay. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, the Revenant? Yeah. I did not read the book, but I saw the film. I didn't either. That's an intense film. That's why. Like, all I knew about the film was the bear scene. Mm-hmm. That bear scene goes for a long time. That's what I I was heard. very unprepared. And then you, like, you think it's over, and it keeps going. And I'm just, like, watching this horrified. Yeah. <laughs> But just make it stop. Please just make it stop. Because that bear attack scene. I know. See, that's, that's intense. I, when I watch movies, I either want them to be like movies that I know they're going to be dramatic, but I'm very into them. So like when There Will Be Blood came out, I was like, yes, that I cannot wait to see this. So I didn't mind. Or I want them to be completely mindless because... <laughs> I spend so much time either at this office or reading books. And right. I, so I wanted to shut my mind off, hence why I watched Zoolander 2 last weekend. Sure. Um, so Revenant didn't, like, strike me as something I was super into, and everyone's like, you need to see it. It's, it might win a, an Oscar. And I was like, yeah, I'll get around to it. And then I just never did, and I, I just didn't. No, it's real. I, I only saw it when it was on HBO a couple months mm-hmm. ago. Um, it's really good. The author, um, I think it's Michael Punk. I'm not P U N K E. He, I remember reading an article when the movie was out or like around the Oscars last year um, that he is in politics and uh, he's currently the deputy United States trade representative and a U.S. ambassador to Geneva to, huh. or to the World Trade Organization in Geneva. So he he can't really do interviews. Because of his job. (laughs) Yeah, they have, like, he has a, they put a very strict, you know, like, limitation on what he can talk about because Mm -hmm. of his job. And so there was this whole article a couple years ago about, or last year about, uh, um, yeah, as a high-ranking federal employee, he is prohibited by ethics rules from talking publicly to uh, the media about his work, attending events, signing book copies, or conducting any other activities that could be seen as promoting his work for his personal enrichment. He's allowed to earn royalties from it. And uh, his brother and wife frequently speak for him instead. Another one that I did not know, uh, Father of the Bride. I did not know that one either. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. And I kind of want to read it now. I'm I'm assuming, I think that's for the original Father of the Bride film, not the Steve Martin version. I know, but... (laughs) Steve Martin version was really good. No, it is really good. I love Steve Martin. I know. I know. That's a good one. I think he's coming in Cleveland. Pretty really? soon. I think with Martin Short in the summer. I know. Okay, so those ones are books that have already 
become movies and have been highly regarded and won Oscars or been nominated, etc., etc., etc. We wanted to have some fun and try to look into the future and see what books come or what books that have become movies that are coming out this year might become Oscar nominations next year. And the reason for this, uh, we wrote a a story for Huffington Post a couple years ago, basically doing the same thing. Like myself and some other person at our office guessed which movies coming out in 2015 would become Oscars. And I just want to, I'm going to go through this real quick and then I'm going to let you say no to all the ones that were wrong on. <laughs> well, actually, I don't know because I had my years well, wrong. So, okay, well, just go through the list. Serena, I believe we were wrong on that. Uh, Child 44, I believe we were wrong on that. Uh, Far from the Maddening Crowd, I believe we were wrong on that. Black Mass, I believe we were wrong on that. Uh, Victor Frankenstein, which came from Frankenstein, we were wrong on that. The Martian, nailed it! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In the Heart of the Sea, I honestly don't remember if it was anything. And then Dark Places by Gillian Flynn. The Secret Scripture by Sebastian Barry. In the Light Between Oceans. Did that even end up coming out as a movie? Yeah. Did it? Okay, mm-hmm. I didn't see that either. Yeah. Um, but I think... Yeah, I'm pretty sure The Martian. I, think, I got a, I got the list. The Martian's that one. Yeah, we were, so we were one out of ten. So that's a pretty good percentage. Um, so Jill and I have a couple of movies coming out this year that we think might garner Oscar attention next year. So we can go back and forth, but you can start. Um, Let me see. Where did my list go? Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to attempt to pronounce this last name correctly. I would probably fail. Um, The Dinner by Herman Cork. Ah, that's not right, but it's close. It might be. You were practicing um, before. I was. I was trying to practice. Um, that's coming out with Richard Gere and Laura Linney, who I loved together in. Now my brain is not working. Um, uh, primary. Primal. No. No. Primal fear. Yeah. I feel like I've had this conversation. This feels very familiar. Like we had the same conversation like a couple weeks ago. If okay. you're referring to a conversation where one of us can't remember the name of a book or a no, movie, no, I've, that I've all had time. this. Like I always forget Primal Fear is the name, and like uh-huh. my brain just totally freezes. So anyway, um, that one, the yeah. dinner. <laughs> yeah, uh, one of my my first one is Wonder by R. J. Palacio. Um, the reason being, it's starring Julia Roberts and Owen Wilson. The Julia Roberts part more than the Owen Wilson part from a Oscar standpoint. It's not a shout at Owen Wilson. I love Owen Wilson, but from an Oscar standpoint, Julia Roberts got she has chops and she does. So yeah, uh, the Zookeeper's Wife. Mm-hmm. The book has Diane Ackerman. Um, I'm pretty sure Jessica Chastain is attached to that. I love her. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's a it's kind of a good one. Um, a book that we've talked about a few times over the past couple weeks, both on our podcast and the blog. Uh, the Circle by Dave mm-hmm. Eggers. So that one's going to be starring Tom Hanks and Emma Watson. So I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, there. I I love my job. I'm just going to preface that. But I I read that book shortly after starting here, and it kind of weirded me out a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. That's very fair. <laughs> um, is it me? It's you. Me. Me. Uh, the Shack by William P. Young. Mm-hmm. It's got Ben Affleck and Octavius. Spencer. Yeah, there you go. My brain is not working today. We're doing another um, Friday recording. I know we are. <laughs> I know we are. Um, yeah, I think. I did not read the book. I didn't really know what it was about, mm-hmm. but someone 
described it to me, and I was like, oh, that actually sounds really good. Yeah. So. Uh, the only one of the three that I picked that I'm willing to really call my shot and hold myself accountable for this take uh, in a year from now is Red Sparrow, which is a book I have not read. It's by Jason Matthews. The reason being, it's coming out in November. Very much kind of like Oscar-y time. Mm-hmm. It's starring Jennifer Lawrence, Joel Edgerton. Edgerton? Egerton. I think, I don't know. And Jeremy Irons. Mm-hmm. I Jeremy Irons. Yeah, he's wonderful. So, J-Law and Jeremy Irons feel like shoe-ins for winning awards. Yeah. <laughs> Man, what a great zoning out face you were just making. Uh, no, that's my, I love Jeremy Irons. Yeah, I figured as much. Um, The last one I have is Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Um, which it comes a tale to- as old as time, I've heard. There it is. You haven't given me that face yet today. Okay. Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Of course, it's based on the Disney movie from the 90s when Disney was really good. And, um, Uh you know, old fairy tale. Yeah. It counts. It counts. Um, But the the, the 1991 film, if I have my ear correct. I think that's right. I made notes and apparently that one did not make it into the thing. Um, Oh, yeah. No, it must be. because it was the first animated film to ever be nominated for Best Picture, although it lost to Silence of the Lambs. That's, I mean, that's fair. That's, that's fair. I know. Um, there's one other book, um, book becoming a movie in here that I don't think it'll win a Oscar, but I'm really excited to see it, is Murder on the Orient Express. Uh, the reason being it has Daisy Ridley, which I, who I love. I'm so torn on Murder on the Orient Express because... I, I know. I know. I, it's got a phenomenal cast. The original is so good. I love Agatha Christie. And I love... But I'm I'm a little undecided about Kenneth Branagh as Perot. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. I mean, I get it. He's Kenneth Branagh. And he's like, I'm going to direct a movie version of Murder on the Orient Express. And I'm going to cast myself <laughs> as Perot. Like, I get it. Okay, either we've had this conversation before or I heard a different podcast have this conversation before. <laughs> I don't think we have. Okay. Because I feel like I've only had this with my friends who are also big Kenneth Branagh fans. Mm-hmm. But that's what it feels like. Like, it feels like <laughs> this is totally. <laughs> but, you know, like when we were interviewing Lee Child and he was talking about Tom Cruise mm-hmm. and like how Tom Cruise was like the production, <laughs> like his company was producing the Jack Reacher movies uh-huh. and like Lee Child knew <laughs> that he was going to want to be Jack Reacher. It feels kind of like that. That's very fair. You know, and I and I, I think I'm a little worried that um, Kenneth Branagh is because Perot is he's a he can be a kind of silly character. Mm-hmm. He can be a little campy if not done correct. So I'm just a little worried he's going to be channeling Lockhart a little bit and make it a little too campy. Can but we'll see. Hear me. <laughs> but like having read multiple, you know, Agatha Christie books with Perot. I have to be a little careful. So I'm, I'm just a little unsure about that. But otherwise, it's got a phenomenal cast, and so it's possible. Hey, we'll see. I'm excited to see it. That's all. I just love Daisy Ridley, so. Oh, yeah, no, the cast is, is really good. Um, she's in it. Johnny Depp's in it. Um, I had the list up, but now I don't. But, yeah, good stuff. Um, oh, and, of course, other movies that are being books being turned into movies this year that will probably not be nominated but mm-hmm. <laughs> go on to Stephen King's uh it and um the dark tower oh, I'm so excited for it me too oh, it's gonna be 
I, well, I don't know if it's going to be good. I've seen literally no, you know, they haven't had any, like, previous. No, they've just, just had like, pictures. The picture or the two pictures. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so excited for that. And I know yeah. For the... Dark Tower is a movie, right? Not a. No, it's a movie. Okay. Idris Elba. Love you. That's right. That's right. Um, feels like that could have been a series. Probably. I wish that they did. I miss miniseries. Speaking of it, because that was like, it wasn't a miniseries so much as a two-parter. Back in the day. It's a made-for-TV movie. Right. I miss, like, but I, miss, I wish that they did that. Well, I'm pretty sure it is coming out in two parts. Well, yeah. If not, it would be a seven-hour movie. Because I think they're doing the, the, the kids' storyline yeah. and then the adult storyline. It has a... You could very easily splice it into, like, a an easy, easily told two, two stories. Yeah, I just... Yeah, miniseries are tough. They don't really make those anymore. No, I know. And it's a lot of it has to do with, like, there's all the streaming and everything. Like, the people... You don't... I mean, there... Like, there are some. I don't... Yeah, like, um, there is... Uh, like, I, I think the History Channel did a new version of Roots a couple years ago. Yeah. And then there's, like... Um, I think, actually, the History Channel or AMC has done the Bible. They did it. Like, they have the, the three or four-part series that they did during... Um, spring to kind of align with easter if i remember correctly but i don't know i just i remember being young with my parents and like it was like it was appointment television it's like all right for three nights we're gonna there's gonna be this thing and we're gonna watch it together and just nostalgic i miss that yeah it's good stuff um are there other movies coming out that you're excited about um there are but they're not coming out this year so is one of them Ready Player One? It is. <laughs> it pulled up too. I was like, I couldn't. Remember. It was supposed to be this year, but it got pushed back. Well, I'm hoping that's a good thing, though, because of all the yes. And everything. you know, if I mean, this is obviously will not be in effect in for like another two years. But I feel like it's Steven Spielberg. He could. I mean, depending on how he treats that film, a lot of it. I mean, good chunk of his films have been nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. Also, I think that I think he was the only person who could have filmed it that they would be able to get rights for all of the references i hope he like keeps them in them. i hope he keeps them in well yeah no I, i'm saying yeah. but yeah oh no for sure like imagine if someone else if you know someone else was i feel like george lucas yeah. is the only one who could have not yeah, like say, filmed it and like gotten the rights from steven spielberg exactly yeah. yeah i'm just imagining another director being like hey steven so we reference 19 of your works in this what are your thoughts just it's like when um <laughs> That movie is going to, like, their budget is going to be um, similar to, like, when Dazed and Confused spent 90% of their budget or whatever on music. <laughs> yes. I feel like that's going to be the exact no, same thing for Ready Player One. That's a pretty good, yeah. Thanks. It's all going to be. <laughs> that's, what I, that's just what I'm guessing. Um, a couple other films that are not, that will not be up for nominations this upcoming, like, next mm-hmm. year, but I think down the road possibly will be. Go for it. Um, so... Kirsten Dunst is directing an adaptation of Bell Jar. Really? Yeah. Um, comes out in 2018, Dakota Fanning stars. Okay. It has potential. Yeah. Um, the Nightingale by Kirsten Hanna. Yes. Um, the uh, Michelle McLaren is directing it. She has directed episodes of Game of Thrones and Westworld. So oh, she wow. knows what she's yeah, doing. She knows what she's doing. Behind the camera. So I feel like that probably has potential whenever it eventually comes out. And then. Whenever Scorsese and DiCaprio get their acts together and do Devil in the White City, mm-hmm. I feel like that's going to be that's a good contender too. I have one again, not coming out for a long, long time, but a wrinkle. Speaking of time, oh, a wrinkle in time. Yeah, because it's um, 
there's a lot of great people in that. Um, Chris Pine, Reese Witherspoon. That's a good list. Zach Galifianakis. Mm. Uh, Mindy Kaling. Oprah Winfrey. That's... Yeah, a lot of big people in that. So Interesting. It, that, but it's not supposed to come out until, like, 2018. Yeah. So. so we'll have this discussion next year. Yeah, read the book while you're waiting. Wrinkle in Time is really good. Um, I think that's it. We covered a lot. Yeah. So if you're still listening, thank you. Yeah, thanks. And I wonder... And let us know if there's any book to screen page to screen adaptations that you prefer the movie and if there's any that you've read that you enjoy just give us your, i'm curious if you want to shoot us an email at professional book nerds at overdrive.com just i'm curious your feedback on this and again we like we went through a very small portion of the list of like the oscars have been around since 1929 yeah you know so there's a lot of films over the years that were based on books and nominated for best pictures yeah and again, if you're a librarian listening, go to Marketplace. This list exists there. And if you're a uh, listener slash reader enjoying the podcast, go to overdrive.com slash explore. We have this list. Again, it's very extensive. And it's just fun to look through. Um, you can sample the books. Mm-hmm. Tweet at us. Let us know who your Oscar picks are. If you think any literary people will win. Um, maybe Jill and I will be tweeting during the Oscars. We'll see. I don't, I don't want to say yes because... I might get distracted and forget. And yeah, be honest, we'll see. Reading a book. So, anything else you want to talk about before we let everyone go? I don't think so. All right. Well, by the time you hear this, it'll be a Thursday again. So, I hope you enjoy your weekend. And thanks for listening to the Professional Book Nerds podcast. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can add these titles to their collections and marketplace. Hey there! I'm Hannah. And I'm Audrey. We are a sister filmmaking duo. And co-hosts of Sleepover Cinema. Our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are? We are always unpacking that very question on Sleepover Cinema. Check out Sleepover Cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcasts.com. See you soon.